If you lost everything you invested in a stock, bond, or real estate fund, how would that affect you financially and emotionally? Let's talk about it. Hey, everybody, welcome to the hashtag Get Real Woke podcast. I'm your host, Frederick D. Scott. I am a private equity investor, business consultant, philanthropist, author, and contributing writer for Entrepreneur Magazine. I have over 15 years of experience in the finance industry, and I used to own an investment banking and advisory firm. Currently, I hold designations as a financial modeling and valuation analyst capital markets and securities analyst, commercial banking and credit analyst, and I hold a diploma in Islamic finance. And today is hashtag for the free Friday. This is the time where I come on every single week and I teach you everything that I think you need to know step-by-step in an easy to understand format so you can understand it and apply it and continue on the journey to achieving the things you want to achieve in your personal or professional life. Now, before we get into today's topic, I need everybody to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification, leave me a comment at the bottom of this video to let me know what you think. And if you haven't already, hit the join button if you're on an Android phone or hit the link in the description or pin to the comments of this video to join the hashtag real woke live chat community and be eligible to participate in the hashtag learn to earn cash giveaway where I am giving away a minimum of $1,000 every single month live right here on the hashtag get real woke podcast. All right, let's jump into today's topic. So today we're going to continue our retail investing series. So we're like our retail investing part six at this point. And where we are now is we are, we are talking and discussing the investment risk profile. And so with that, we've already covered targeted ROR, market environment considerations. And now today we are going to be talking about the consequence of failure. And what is the consequence of failure? So, you know, when you are considering investing, when you are thinking about your targeted ROR, when you are asking yourself if your targeted ROR is realistic, one of the things you also have to ask yourself is, well, what's going to happen if I lose all of my money? What, how is that going to affect me financially? If whatever I invest into, whatever it is that I'm investing in, if I were to lose all of that, how would that affect me financially? How would it affect me emotionally? And so let's talk about the first thing that we're going to talk about today, which is risk consequence. And what is risk consequence? So risk consequence is the financial and emotional threats an investor faces if a goal is not met. And let me give you an example of that. So for example, right, one investor may have the goal of 
you know, investing for the long term to be able to pay for, let's say he's a grandfather, he wants to pay for his grandchildren's uh, college education. And let's say he doesn't hit that goal, right? Let's say something happens and by the time, you know, let's say it's 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, he hasn't made enough money or he's lost a lot of money in his investments and isn't able to satisfy his grandchildren's college education. That may be an acceptable loss for him. That may be, you know, the 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 effect of not reaching that goal may be acceptable for him financially and emotionally. He may be like he may likely going to be upset that he didn't hit the goal. He's likely going to feel bad for his grandchildren, but at the end of the day, right? Life is still going to move on. Conversely, on the other side of that, you have people who would have the same goal in mind, same thought process in mind. And what happens is they don't hit the goal and it is devastating for them. And while it may not be the most devastating hit financially for them, it could be a devastating emotional hit for them. And it could cause them to do a number of different things. And, you know, or and or it may be a situation where it's both financially and emotionally devastating. It could also be a situation where the financial loss, because they've lost a substantial amount of their, their investment, could be so devastating that it causes other emotional issues. A good example of this is what happened in the 2008 financial crisis, right? You had a lot of people that had substantial amount of money invested in, in 401k plans. And the 401k plan managers, you know, were investing in things that were highly speculative and highly risky. And, you know, in a lot of cases went against their investment memorandum or the stated objectives uh, that they had disclosed to the, the people that had their money invested in the fund, the 401k participants, uh, it went against what they told them and what they publicly disclosed that they would be investing in. And a lot of people lost a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money, right? Because a lot of people, when you consider investing, especially retirement investing, put a substantial amount of their, their future nest egg into these 401k plans. And so at facing that, that substantial loss that a lot of people face caused financial ruin. I mean, some people were at the point where they were just a year or two shy from retiring. And the reality of the fact that they were not going to retire into the comfortable position that they thought they were going to retire into caused depression. It caused them to have to actually go out and work longer. Some people that were already retired that had already started collecting 401k distributions realized that now they're going to have to go back and get a job. And at that age, who's going to hire them, you know, making the same type of salary that they had been making over the course of their career. And so what you found is a lot of people became very depressed, this is the emotional consequence of, of the loss, right? So, you know, a lot of them became depressed. A lot of them became uh, anxious. Some people couldn't sleep at night. And unfortunately, some people committed suicide. And that is just on, on the consumer side. There were a number of cases on Wall Street where, you know, Wall Street bankers, you know, had substantial amounts of money invested in in, in in different types of exotic financial instruments that were tied to real estate that had seen significant gains uh, in their portfolio growth 
over the time of the real estate boom. But when everything crashed, people that were multi, multi, multi millionaires, there were some people that became, you know, they, 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 they reached the point of poverty overnight. And there were a number of, of Wall Street veterans, Wall Street bankers that committed suicide. And that's real. So when you talk about, you know, when you talk about the consequence of failure, as you're considering your investment options and considering your the, the desire targeted rate of return, when you're assessing the realism of that, you also need to be assessing the, the, the consequence of failure, the risk consequence. What is this going to do to you financially uh, if you lose all of your money? What is it going to do to you emotionally if you lose all your money? If you were to lose everything you invested and you and would that cause you such a financial situation to where you would be destitute? Would it cause you such a financial institution that it would 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 trigger emotional issues that would cause you to uh, do things that would not be characteristic of who you are normally? Would it cause you to consider an alternative way of living to be able to recoup that money that could potentially put you in, in a criminal situation that could find you in prison? I mean, desperate times sometimes call for desperate measures in some people's minds. And desperate times and desperate people do desperate things, right? And so when, again, when you are considering your investments, when you are building out your portfolio and considering the things that you are going to invest in, you have to be, you know, very cognizant of how much you're investing, how much of your total capital that you have available that you're going to be investing and what is going to happen if you lose that. So, you know, the goal consequence is a key element, you know, to how much portfolio risk you should take. And that's very important that we understand that. And, you know, like I didn't expect this video to be a very long video because there's not a whole lot to say about this, right? Because it's common sense. But I often find that, you know, common sense isn't always common. So I need to talk about this because this is very much and very much needs to be in the forefront of your mind when you are, you know, considering investing in your and you're building out your investment risk profile to use that to be able to then build out a portfolio of investments that are right for you based on a number of factors. Now, sometimes what you find is that, you know, the amount of money that you had planned to invest may not be financially wise for you because you realize that, hey, if I lose all of this tomorrow, if I lose all of this in the next five or 10 years, right, I'm going to be financially destitute. And so while I want to invest all of this money, maybe I need to pare back. This comes back to what we talked about in a previous video that I'm going to uh, be pinning to, or I'm sorry, putting in an end card at the end of this podcast episode, uh, which is the 50-30-20 rule, where 50% of your money goes towards your expenses, your bills, things of that nature, 30% of your money goes towards, you know, the things that you want and 20% of your money goes towards saving and investing, right? I take the 30%, I, I use the 50, 30, 20 rule. And I believe that 30% of my money should go towards savings and investing and 20%, you know, should go towards more savings and investing. But that's another conversation, right? That's another conversation. That's just my own investment policy. I always want to invest as much as I can because I, I'm very strategic and intentional and purposeful 
with my investments and I do a lot of research, right? But based on the 50-30-20 rule, we're saying that 20% of your money should go towards saving and investing. Now, if you realize that, you know, the, the risk consequence, you know, the, 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 the position that you'll find yourself in if you lose that money may not be comfortable for you, or maybe it would be emotionally devastating for you, then you might want to start looking at uh, methodology adjustments. And what do I mean when I say methodology adjustments? Okay, so 20% goes towards saving and investing, and you've decided that you want to put 15% into investing and 5% into saving, right? You might want to adjust that formula and say, you know what, I'll put 10% into saving and 10% into investing, or I'll put 15% into saving and 5% into investing because, you know, I, I want to hit this targeted ROR. So, you know, whatever that may be. And that what I realize is, you know, based on what you've learned about risk and reward, I'm going to have to take a little bit more risk, which means that I have a higher probability of losing what I've invested. So let me not invest as much so that way, if I do lose that money, it's not earth shattering for me. I'm going to be upset, but it's not going to be earth shattering. So when we talk about methodology investments, oftentimes what we're talking about is saving more, spending less, or working longer, which could be starting a side hustle. And I'll come back to that in a second. But what you see here is sometimes these methodology investment, these methodology adjustments come back to budgeting and saving. This is why, and I hope you guys are starting to understand now why it is that I've covered everything in the order that I've covered it in, because each concept, each previous concept is a framework, a foundation for another concept. Everything builds on everything else. So new lessons build on previous lessons. And in order to do this really well, right, you have to have the other knowledge to be able to work with where you are, because as you learn more, you have to reach back to other knowledge that you have to be able to do this properly, do this well, and see year over year growth on your portfolio long term, right? So, you know, we've covered the 50 30 20 rule today, and that's something that we covered in a previous video. Now we're back to saving more, spending less, which we talked about in budgeting and saving, which is really, really important. Now let's talk about working longer or side hustle. You know, Side hustles have become quite common um, within our community and just in general, right? People drive Uber, you know, they have a nine to five, but they drive Uber on the side or they do uh, Uber Eats on the side or they do uh, Grubhub or I'm trying to think of some of the other things, Postmates, um, Target deliveries. I mean, there's a number of different types of side hustles. Some people start small businesses you know, and become entrepreneurs, sell things online on the side to be able to make more money. And that's all okay, provided that you can manage your time with your nine to five and your side hustle and be able to make money from both. Excuse me. That's great because you're actually making more money, right? Which will allow you to save more. Sometimes hitting your long-term goals isn't just about targeted rate of return. Sometimes hitting your long-term goals is just increasing saving more, increasing the amount of money you make more, right? Uh, taking on a side hustle. Don't think that investing alone is, is the only answer to, to reaching your goals. Because if you make the mistake of thinking investing is the only way to reach your goals, then what you end up doing is you put everything into investing. And if something goes wrong, or and, and even in that, you know, don't think that 
Investing in stock is the only way to go. Investing in bonds is the only way to go. Investing in Forex is the only way to go. Investing in cryptocurrency is the only way to go. Investing in real estate is the only way to go. You have to diversify your portfolio amongst multiple different asset classes and understand how they work together, which we'll talk about when we talk about asset classes and, and portfolio construction and things of that nature. But you have to diversify and you have to because that that lowers the risk of total loss. Right. And it allows you to better achieve your targeted rate of return long term while being able to mitigate that risk. Remember, the goal of investing is to maximize capital appreciation while mitigating risk to its lowest common denominator, which means that I want to make as much money as I can while taking the least amount of risk possible. Diversification in your investment portfolio diversifies away risk. Now, obviously, as you're diversifying, the more you diversify, uh, the, the lower targeted rate of return you can expect, uh, depending on how widely diversified you are, you know, but that diversification also prevents you or lowers your, your probability of having a, a total loss in your, in your investment portfolio. So that's very, very, very important to understand, right? So now, how is this beneficial? And, and I, I'm not going to make straight content videos about this anymore because I just don't see the point. I said what I said, and it's been facts, and it is what it is. You know, uh, the facts are starting to met themselves out now, and long term, you know, the second part of what I predicted is going to happen as well. And if you want to know what I predicted, feel free to go back to watch those videos. But let's talk about those people that invested in the Tulsa Real Estate Fund, right? Let's talk about that. So a lot of people, there were, there were a number of people that invested substantial amounts of their life savings into the Tulsa real estate fund. But now had they have understood, you know, investment risk profile, if they had understood, you know, a realistic targeted ROR, had they have understood risk versus reward, had they understood, you know, risk consequence, you know, the consequence of failure, had they have understood how to read the documents, research the person, and 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 just even even do the baseline due diligence, they would have never invested in that person or in that fund because the person they would have known was not capable of managing it. More, they would have understood that the the risk for total loss was substantial, and that that would not have been the right investment for the average investor, especially in the retail community and more specifically a new investor. But a lot of people invested substantial amounts of money into this fund and they're at negative ROR right now. Their year over year return is negative and the negative number uh, magnifies year over year as we are beginning to see, which is something that I predicted when I, when I made the content last year. Right. So, you know, and, and it's really unfortunate because and, and honestly, this is why I do this, because it's very important to me that you have the, the baseline level of knowledge uh, to be able to make wise uh, decisions when it comes to your money. Because at the end of the day, while I do advocate for a financial advisor, I do think a financial advisor, a credible, licensed, experienced financial advisor is very, very, very important for you to help you make the right decisions and assess your risk properly, right? No one at the end of the day is going to take care of your money better than you will. 
And in light of that, right, you have to have a baseline level of knowledge and working ability so you cannot be uh, Tulsa. Let's just say that. That's what I'm going to call it. Tulsa. So you can't be swaggy swagged. So you can't be Jay Morrison. So you can't be swindled. So you can't be hustled because you can make sense out of the nonsense on your own because you have a baseline set of facts and knowledge to work with. So that's why I do this, right? I think it's so very important. So with that said, you know, I pretty much covered what I wanted to cover today. I, I really didn't think this was going to be a long video because I mean, consequence of failure, risk consequence, you know, goal consequence and methodology adjustments, you know, are really simple things to understand, really baseline things to understand. But as I said earlier, common sense isn't always common, right? And sometimes you don't know what you don't know, right? And you don't know what to ask. And now thinking about it, you're probably thinking about this as you're watching this video, you're probably thinking about it now, like, dang, that makes a lot, a lot, a lot of sense. But do you see how the right conversation triggers the right knowledge and the right thought process in your brain? And all I'm trying to do is really get your brain flowing, get those juices flowing to target the right kind of thought process, the right kind of strategic, logical thinking to help you be able to protect yourself and achieve the things that you want to achieve. So guys, with that said, uh, I hope you like the content. I hope you learned something. I hope you take away something from this. Hope you make it to the end of this one because this one isn't very long. And, uh, you know, I thank you guys as always so much for, for, you know, participating with me, listening to me, you know, and, and, you know, learning and hopefully applying the advice that I provided you, uh, you know, uh, thank you guys so much. And I need to say this. Thank you guys so, 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 so very much because I mean, hey, we're over 2,500 subscribers at this point. And that's because of you guys. So keep liking, keep sharing, you know, definitely tell people about this content, you know, and as I always say, hey, listen, hey, if you like it, show me some love. Hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification. Leave me a comment at the bottom of this video to let me know what you think. And hey, what y'all doing, man? If you ain't already done it, man, hit that join button, man, if you want an Android phone. And man, if you want an iPhone, you should have been hit that link in the description if you ain't done it already. Or hit the link in the comments of this uh, podcast episode to definitely join the hashtag Real Woke Live Chat community, right? So you can be eligible to participate in the hashtag Learn to Earn Cash Giveaway where I am giving away a minimum of $1,000 every single month right here live on the hashtag Get Real Woke Podcast. Hey, listen, hey, if you don't like money, don't hit the join button. But hey, listen, or don't hit the link in the description. Hey, listen, but if you like money and you want the chance to get this $1,000, because I'm definitely giving away every month. Hey, man, go hit that join button. Hit that link in the description. I right, y'all? Hey, with that said, until the next hashtag for the free Friday, I'm out.